Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, this is Brother George, and today on Spread the Word Global Ministries is a message entitled, Live Up. And it comes from the verse that the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3, Verse 16, Paul writes, Only let us live up to what we have already attained. That's a word of encouragement to you and to me, to live up to what we have already attained. Paul continues in Philippians 3, verse 3 to verse 16. He says, For it is we who are the circumcision, we being him and his group, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Paul writes, Though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Now Paul is trying to express his credentials that he had before he met Jesus. He said, I'm circumcised. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am of the people of Israel. I am of the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regard to the law, I am a Pharisee. As for zeal, I was persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, I was faultless. Paul had excellent credentials. He had attained the peak of his career. He was destined to become exceedingly rich by the standards of his fellow Jews. He was complete. But, in verse 7 he starts, But, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Here Paul is saying that he knows his state, his slate, was wiped clean. And this is a huge moment in his life. Paul writes, verse 8, What is more, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. An amazing statement. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Paul is filling us in on his heartfelt attitudes. He wants to be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of his own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Paul writes, I want to know Christ. Yes. He says, I want to know the power of his resurrection, and I want to participate in his sufferings, and I want to become like him in his death. 
and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Paul's beautiful comments continue on. He says, Not that I have already attained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, he writes, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, and he's talking about his career and straining toward what is ahead. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And then he says, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Let us, you and I, live up to what we have already attained. Now, remember that day that Saul, now that's Paul we're talking about. Remember the day he met Jesus? His slate was swept clean. Sins were forgiven. Everything was past. Jesus became the most important person in Paul's world. The life of Jesus became right into Paul. The very life of Christ moved into Paul. He became a new creation. Now his slate is full, and he has started an apprenticeship. What did Paul's apprenticeship look like? Well, what does yours and my apprenticeship look like when we serve Jesus Christ? Now, Paul wrote in Romans 8, 31 and 32, he says, If God is for us, if God is for you and for me, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not freely, along with him, also give us all things. Amazing. Paul had insight that when we received the Son of God, we received all things. And we begin our apprenticeship. Matthew 10 talks about Jesus who called his 12 disciples to him. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease. And then verse 2, he talks about the names of the twelve. Judas was one of the twelve disciples. And then he says, verse 7, As you go, preach, saying, so we're to go, we're to preach, and we're to say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely we have received, we're to freely give. That's part of their apprenticeship, those young 12 disciples. The book of Mark recounts the story like this. Mark 6, starting at verse 7, He called his 12 to him and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. That's the first year of their apprenticeship. All this is happening. And they went out and preached that the people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. That's in their early years of their apprenticeship. Chapter 10 of Luke 
says 70 were sent out, 70 others than the 12. And he told them that the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. He was telling these 70 to pray that as they go out and labor in the harvest, that there will be a great anointing upon them. There will be answers to their prayers. And when they returned, Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you, he's giving these 70, the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt them. Amazing. Then he says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Jesus is saying, don't rejoice at what you see with your eyes, what is happening when you lay hands on people, but rejoice in the fact that you are a child of God. That's what Jesus is saying. Now, remember the twelve were sent out early in their ministerial career. Twelve young men who believed, and then a group of 70 disciples. They had no idea of what the next year or two or three held for them. They just believed that what Jesus said they should do. Their faith grew as they saw God honoring their obedience. There was nothing in it for them, but everything that happened was for the benefit of the people. The 12 and the 70 were doing the exact same thing Jesus told us to do. As new Christians, we are told in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and on, Jesus said to them, he's saying to us, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. Now that's an amplified statement. And he who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. These signs will accompany you because you believe. Jesus says, in my name, you will cast out demons. In my name, you will speak with new tongues. In my name, you will pick up serpents. In my name, if you drink anything deadly, it will not hurt you. In my name, you will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, up into the clouds. Verse 20 says, they went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord was working with them, confirming the words by signs that followed. Now the Holy Spirit needs you. He needs your personality operating in the body of Christ. He wants to use you to bless the body, but it has to be Him, not you, who leads. We've been given all these great and precious promises, not because we are something, but because Jesus is everything. And we are commissioned to share Him with our world. 
our environment, our surroundings, to share Jesus with the people we meet. Now, I'm in closing, I want you to remember this. Paul counted everything he worked for as dung and rubbish. Paul considers everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. Paul desired to gain Christ and to be found in him by faith. Paul seeks the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Paul desires to know Christ and to know the power of his resurrection. Lastly, Paul writes that he has not fully obtained all these goals, but he is pressing on to take hold of them because Christ Jesus took hold of him. Paul had Jesus take hold of him, and what else can you and I do but say, only let me, let us, live up to what we, us, have already attained. Let us live up to what we have already attained. We have served part of our apprenticeship, so live up to that which you have been trained to do. Live up to that which you have attained through the very blood of Jesus and heal the sick and raise the dead. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that your, the very word of God is full of the life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Father, that in all you're doing, you have told us to live up and to attain what we have been taught in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.